This is a podcast from Minute Media. And welcome back. This is the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals Show. I am your host, Josh Miller. This is all brought to you by fansided.com. Duly apologize for not going live on Thursday. Was not feeling good and uh, had some plans, had some other stuff I had to deal with. So, But I appreciate it. So there's my one break for the entire offseason. I get one Thursday. There you go. But we're back at it. We're going to be talking Bengals throughout the entire offseason. We're going to try to really get a lot of guests in. Try to get a lot, catch a lot on their uh, off time and really grow the uh, the back row Bengals account. So, you know, all you that were here for the uh, first parts of the show, welcome. And uh, I appreciate you all sharing and uh, being a part of the community. I really appreciate it. So today, no game to really recap. So, I mean, I think we're going to have to recap the whole season. We're going to do a little season superlative, almost like a yearbook. You remember your high school yearbook? And who else would I rather do it with than the one, the only, the guy that's been here the entire season, been with here a great amount of my podcast career, the one, the only, Jeff Trenopoul, Strawberry Freaking Ice. Jeff, how the heck are we? Good, Josh. What's going on, brother? I am i don't know about you, but I'm, I'm uh, going through football withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, so what did you do this weekend with no football? Well, it was kind of funny. I actually, uh, we went and watched a movie, and then my son ended up getting tickets for the Cyclones, so we went down and watched them. Oh, nice. And they lost, unfortunately, in, in overtime. And it's then we it. went down and had dinner at uh, the Yard House. And yeah, Ooh, that was about it. Delicious. And, oh, yeah. love the Yard House. It's awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant down on the banks, if you had to if you had to put a name to it? Oh, my favorite? Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that, you're, yeah. that's such a, that's such the basic. Yeah. I, I like, my two, my two I love it. down there is Holy Grail or, or Yard House. Those are yeah. two I, I like going to the most. Yeah, it's like that TikTok town. It's like it's like it's a little over it, but you're not wrong. It's still a great place. No, I, oh, it's, all, I, it's perfect. I love going down to the banks. Banks, well, the, banks is awesome. Banks, no, the banks is awesome. The only thing about the Grail is just when it gets packed, it is oh, so hard to get in there, and it's yeah. a fight to get in. The game after the Raiders game, I had to push and shove, and like <laughs> I knew them, I knew the manager, so I was trying to like you know sweet talk him. So hey, hey, it's Josh. Let me in. Hey, it's the back row Bengals guy. Hey, oh, yeah, 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 that guy, in. that guy. Yeah. Well, I have strawberry ice. I go, who? Like, you know, <laughs> strawberry ice. Anyway. I'm surprised yeah, you're not getting there. mobbed. I was down there. Go. Yeah, I was down there after the uh, they, the one AFC championship, and I saw people standing in the line. I'm like, dude, there's, I, they, they served beer outside, so I just stood outside and smoked my Victor cigar. And Oh, nice. And we're, we're, we're hanging out down there, so I, I, I wasn't going to even try to get into the any of the restaurants it was ridiculous that's perfect i mean like where else would you rather be after a, a oh. Bengals afc championship uh, dude if we won the super bowl i was heading down there but oh yeah absolutely where else yeah you hate to see you hate to see it so, so i have a question for you have you oh, have you please have you watched or rewatched any of the last play because my son did a a video breakdown of the last play again and it's on my channel if you guys want to check it out but it'll piss you off even more because oh, the, not, not only was jamar chase wide open but so is cj uzama yeah. Wow. Yeah. Open. I yeah, I saw I saw multiple I saw multiple angles of the last play and the one that hurt the most for me personally was the third one play because you know, not only the choice to go to Samaj P. Ryan, but the fact that there was no passing lane and I'm really surprised that Joe Burrow checked out that did not check out of a run because I mean they gave T Higgins and Jamar Chase both 10 yards of cushion and it's like if you're going to get 10 yards of cushion you need one yard you can't. You're telling me you can't throw a quick wide receiver screen to T. Higgins, who has done that all year and just got beaten one guy and gotten a yard. And 
you know, had again, like I said, 10 years of cushion. And then you wonder if Mixon's in there, if he cuts and doesn't run right at. Oh, he definitely cuts. And, and, and we talked about this. The, the, the cut lanes were wide open this game. He was doing it all game. And, right. you know, again, he was having a. Zach Taylor's come back and said it again that he, that he messed up and should have had Mixon there, which we all know. And then, like I said, we can rehash it, yada, yada, yada. We lost it. But it's just, it's to me, it goes to how big this offense or how big this offseason is as far as the Bengals fixing this offensive line. Because if you fix this offensive line, Josh, <laughs> it's going to be scary, brother. Yeah, man, it's going to be real, real scary what we can do. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So let's 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 talk a little Bengals news. Let's just get everything out of the way. Zach Taylor extended through, I believe, 2026, which is a a great signing and, a, and something that in the NFL I think is just so overlooked is continuity. It's mm-hmm. something that the Bengals do really really well. Obviously, having Marvin Lewis as long as they did, but having continuity allows you to build a base, allows you to build a culture. And Zach Taylor now has that through 2026. So players know they're not going to be in any. There's not going to be any coaching turnover. They know pretty much what's going to happen. There's no um, the one the one uh, coaching change that I know has happened. Al Golden, the linebackers coach, is uh, left for um, Notre Dame. Left. Notre Dame. That's right. He left to go to Notre Dame. Congratulations to him. Uh, it's a step up and probably a step up in money. Well deserved. Very well deserved. Yeah, the Bengals. They announced they uh, hired three assistants today. Uh, they announced uh, see linebacker coach James Butcher, secondary coach Charles Burks, and assistant offensive line coach Derek Frazier. So those are three they added. Um, Derek James is coming over from a playoff team. I forget. I forget which one it was. Oh, uh, well, I know Derek Frazier was the offensive or assistant coach to Frank Pollock before, so he's getting his oh, his good. own guys back. Mm-hmm. So I know I know that, and like I said, yeah, I I don't want to shortchange Al Golden. I, I think he did a hell of a job here. Oh, I he did. It's, it's going to yeah. be a big shoes to fill. Sure. To to uh, to get what he got out of the linebackers this year, because I mean, let, let's be honest, Logan Wilson made a huge step. Pratt made a huge step. Huge step. Uh, Dave Scather, when he was playing, was starting to make, make steps. So yeah. so our linebacking core is is in pretty good shape. So those are three new coaches we have, along with, like you said. Uh, the resigning of Zach Taylor. And one thing I, I want to say about this, and, and I know you and me got, and I'm not trying to get in an argument with you again. We got into it oh, about dude, it makes, Dude, it makes and, great podcasts. And, I, I will and, get into an argue with you anytime. <laughs> well, we'll get you know, about Zach Taylor's uh, play calling and how it's, mm-hmm. it's still le- some left to be desired. But Matt left Minnick said, had this uh, great point. I think he had on Lock, Locked On Bengals podcast. Mm-hmm. Zach has gotten better at his play calling, and he will continue to get okay. better. Hopefully, you know, he's 36 or whatever. He's 38, mm-hmm. 40. He'll get him better. But the the best part about Zach, and this is what I think makes him a really good head coach, is his leadership ability mm-hmm. and how he gets all these guys bought in on what he's doing, and especially Joe Burrow. Jack by Joey Burrow and him are on the exact same page. As, I mean, pretty much to a T. And I think him and Brian Callahan are on the exact same page. So mm-hmm. as far as the continuity and the culture that he has brought – it has changed everything with the, with this team. It is yeah. one of the biggest reasons. I mean, yes, we got Jack Padre Burrow, we got talent, <laughs> but the culture and the coaches have a lot to do with it as well. So I'm very happy that Zach has got his his extension. He's going to be here through what 26? You said, yeah, I, yeah, it's through 2026. And uh, again, like you said, like yeah, there's more than left to be desired. But you are right on the fact that Zach Taylor got better through the year and he progressed. You know, as a play caller through the year, he got he got better. It's just you know, again, the Super Bowl. It just sucks to see it because he did he did call it quite a great um, 
a postseason. So I mean, right. he gave he gave you know again like even though the offense sputtered a lot at times, and the, honestly, the offense left a lot to be desired. I believe. Oh um, yeah, the, they were, the, we, they we got able, there. Sorry, we got there because our defense. That's correct. That's, I don't think anybody's denying that. It wasn't our without offense. Question. Yeah, without question, one hundred percent. So Jeff, I want to I want to do a little bit. So we're kind of talking about it a little bit here since you know we don't really have a game to. Uh, recap let's recap a little bit of the year let's do some season superlatives jeff D, when you were in high school did you get uh get a season did you get a superlative um all thing i know about superlatives is it's on the, the jimmy fallon tonight show other night it's the one where it's like like uh most athletic or most likely to go uh, be famous oh most awesome most likely, that was me yeah, most, most awesome yeah, yeah that was me all day long they're like oh my god that that dude jeff Sherbert, most, is freaking awesome most awesome i yeah. got i got <laughs> cutest couple which is still there yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're not together anymore. We haven't been together in like three years. So, oh, oh, yeah, that's so sweet, Josh. Shut it. (laughs) You're talking to guys who've married for 25. So, I I think I got the cutest. Congratulations on the 25 (laughs) mark. Don't either card from me. Um, so anyway, Jeff, so let's start out with mm, I'm gonna go with this one. Let's go with the most surprising. Who is the most surprising? Could be a unit, could be a player, could be a coach. Could be all. Could be. Could be it's multiple. Gonna be a, it's gonna be a side of the ball. Um, the defense and secondary in general. Yep. Um, I, I'll, I'll say most surprising player. I'll put it this way: t- uh, Eli Apple. I, I'll, I'll put it for him because mm-hmm. Trey Wayne's supposed to be our starting corner, and like Eli got off to a bad start, but he got better. I'm not by no means am I saying Eli Apple was an All Pro or anything like that, but he was serviceable, and he was a lot better than I think people give him credit for, and. Now it'd be nice if he quit talking so much smack on Twitter <laughs> before he goes right. and plays a game. But he, I mean, he was, uh, I think, the most surprising because if it wasn't for him to stepping up and playing like he did, again, we wouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl. If we had a gaping yep. hole at, at our second uh, secondary and cornerback, you know, people would exploit it, which they they went after him a lot and they got him a lot of times. But sometimes he got him too. Mm-hmm. So I would say the most surprising player to me this year was Eli Apple. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, Eli Apple again showed up, but we talked about it. He's a second string corner. He is what right. he is, and he and he played past his potential. And I'm really happy for him because he probably earned himself a contract either with the Bengals or with another team. Earned himself a lot of money this year. I got to give it to him. Uh, I, I and I kind of you know I kind of go off as like if you're performing and you want to talk smack on Twitter, as long as you're performing on the field, do whatever you got to do. Because honestly, I think that's what fueled him. He's just that type of player. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. how annoying it is, and, and it creates a, a narrative. It yeah, but, but it you, can't, you can't get ticked off if people are going to clap back at you. When you right. When, when you Excellent. lost. So, I mean, the, and the, the other one that, that I'll, I'll give a, a, a 1A to is Chidi Bayouzier. I never heard of the guy before until, until we signed him, and he was by far our number one cornerback uh, all year. Yeah. He he was, uh, between him and Trey Henderson, I think were the two biggest steals in free agency, in, in my opinion. Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of go back to Eli Apple for just mm-hmm. a second. Yep. We kind of talked about it. Again, we talked about how well he played this year and how, you know, past potentially he played. Right. But he cannot be our starting corner next year. Oh, no. They, they no, have no. to they have no. to make a move. I would love – I think I think going through the draft, let's get a rookie in here. Let's let's get him, you know, some work under Luana Rumo and let's get going. Because, again, Eli, he, he is what he is. He's a he's – a, Second string corner, and if we can get a guy that is a first string talent in that secondary, I mean, I don't, I this this defense goes from 
just below elite to elite. They and and they're they're probably one piece away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think we we either got to uh, get get the cornerback in the draft or we do it through free agency. I mean, my my preference is to fix get a cornerback in free agency and get at least two or three offensive linemen in free agency. That way, then the draft. There's not so much pressure on, well, you have to get draft for this position. You have to draft for that position. If you have everything fixed through free free agency, then you can just draft for need. Best player available. Yeah, yeah, and that's what the Bengals have to do, too, is we have to get deeper in position. We have to get deeper in secondary. We have to get a number two quarterback. I think we have to get deeper at linebacker. Offensive line, offensive line, if we do sign, guys, we got to get better backups. You know, we got to get guys who are ready to, you know, like let's be honest, if Riley Reef didn't get hurt, this offensive line plays better. I mean, I'm not saying we're winning the Super Bowl and it plays 10 times better, but Reef was supposed to be our starting uh, oh, much better. tackle. Not 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 Isaiah Prince. Now Isaiah Prince, I think, did a good job all up to the, to, to the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But those are things that I think we, we need to address. And um, I, I just have a feeling that it's – I don't know about the cornerback, but I'm pretty sure we're going to sign at least two or three offensive linemen. And first-round pick could be a cornerback. And the thing is, I, I'm a big – you and me are both big Bearcat fans. I love Kobe Bryant. I don't. I would love to get him in the second round. I don't know if he'll be there yep. when the Bengals pick in the second round, but he's a guy that they could get. Or, I mean, they could. And I don't. To me, this would be a reach, though. You could take him at thirty-one, but that's that's a bit of a reach. But it's not much because he's he's an early second round. Yep. Late th- so you could get Kobe at thirty-one if he's there. You know. It, you know. So th- those are options you could do. I mean, over he he won the Jim Thorpe Award over over great cornerbacks like Derek Stingley, like Ahmad Gardner, who was on the same right. team, who we right. know is probably going to go early round. And now I'm seeing projections that are seeing like seeing him go top five, which is yeah. incredible. And one thing again, as a Bearcats fan, I am seeing this. I saw I've seen three mock drafts from you know grit, you know good people that do this for a living. Right, saw three mock drafts with Desmond Ritter going in the first round, which would be awesome for me because I would love to see Des go first round. So Just not to Pittsburgh. God, not to Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. God, don't go to Pittsburgh. No, <laughs> go anywhere else, preferably in the NFC. I saw one him going to Washington, which would be, I guess, not great for him, but great yeah, for me. I, yeah, I could cheer for them. I guess. Right. I, I I I don't think that's a great organization for him to go to. No, no, no. But yeah, I, but I just don't want to go to Pittsburgh because he goes to Pittsburgh, then I'm gonna to have to stop rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like, exactly. That, right. That's gonna suck. But yeah, I, I, and the thing is, I think it depends on where, as far as uh, Ritter goes, depends on where Kenny Pickett uh, gets picked because mm-hmm. he yeah. he's gonna be the number one quarterback off the board, mm-hmm. and then, and some people have Ritter as the fifth. So it depends on which which one you look at. I think personally think he's he's at least the second or third best quarterback or quarterback coming out of the draft. Yeah, opinion. yeah, and you and I have both seen this. We. And, and both of you and I have kind of seen this. We don't, I don't, I'll be honest. And, you know, I know this is some Bearcats talk and we're supposed to be talking Bengals, but this is what we do. It's the off season. We can talk about whatever we want. Um, but I don't know how well Desmond Ritter is going to um, adjust to the NFL. I just don't know how much of his game is going to be good enough for the NFL, but I do think it's good enough to get drafted early. Yeah, I don't think he's a a first year starter. I I think he's a, a guy that at least sits sits for the first year, sits half a year, something around around there, and get gets his feet wet that way. He's not a guy you just plug in. And I don't even know if Kenny Pickett is that that guy either. I don't think they they had yeah. that quarterback in this draft. It's not a very deep quarterback draft. So no, it's not. You know, so I think that goes across the board with any of these guys that that, mm. that are the top five. I think you're at least sitting them for a year, sitting them for half a year, somewhere around there before you actually. 
uh, you know, put put the give the keys to the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, so let's so let's go back. Let's go back to the so superlative here. So most surprising, you said Eli Apple. I think that's a great pick. I'm going to go with Lou Anarumo as a whole. I think his job that he did on the defensive side of the ball, especially not only going from, you know, how bad he was uh, last year to now again. They're the reason we got to the Super Bowl, which doesn't really seem like it should have been the case at the beginning of the year. Right. But it's it, it it's absolutely the case. I, I kind of saw and the only reason why I'm not going with a specific player is because I did see talent before the mm-hmm. year. Logan Wilson, I, I've called since we got drafted that he's going to be a multi-time pro bowler. Uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Pratt's been there for a couple of years. I mean, he did like he he played. He took a huge step forward. But Trey Hendrickson was a sack leader, and you know you knew what you were going to get out of Sam Hubbard and DJ Reader coming back was going to be huge. So the the talent was there, but it all putting it all together and having this team play like a unit was, I think, the biggest surprise. And, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Luana Ruman as my most surprising. Yeah, and, and this is one thing I'll say about, and this is what I was saying at the beginning of the season with Lou, and, I, and the last few years I called him Armadillo. So I quit doing that. He's Anarumo. I said he finally got guys, I think, in the room that are willing to do what he wants that are more to fit the scheme of what he's trying to do this year yeah. than he's had in the past. Cause yeah. he, let's be honest. I mean, Carlos Dunlap didn't want to do whatever he said, you know, whatever he was asked to do. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, that's yeah. that pretty obvious and getting that guy out of the locker room. And I love Carlos. I think he was a great Bengal up until last yep. year, mm-hmm. but getting him out of the locker room, I think getting that voice, that negativity out helped do, mm-hmm. get this, this defense going. Okay. This is what we can do. I could I could drop back. I can do this because I mean, let, let's be honest. Sam Hubbard. I never thought of Sam Hubbard as a as, as spy, but Sam Hubbard spying. Um, uh, I can't think of Kansas City's quarterback's name now. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Pa- thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Spying him and yes, and that AFC Championship game to get that strip sack was unbelievable because mm-hmm. he and he couldn't get away from him. And I would have never thought of Sam Hubbard to do that. I was thinking more Sam Hubbard as. You know, a, a run stopper or, or uh, you know, go that's after right. the quarterback. Not, not somebody that you would drop back into coverage. And that's what he tried to get Carlos Dunlap to do. And Carlos Dunlap, Dunlap would have nothing to do with that. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick story actually about Sam Hubbard. I have seen, I saw a whole thing. So we, when I was in uh, early high, no, I was in middle school. I played for a uh, club lacrosse team called Titanium, and so did Sam Hubbard. And we, Everybody uh, had practice. So everybody in the state, we all had practice at the same place. So I was able to see the Cincinnati guys and the Cleveland guys and the Columbus guys. We Thank God we always had it in Columbus. So that was a, that was an easy drive for me. Right. But um, there was one time our, our team like just got done and like the older team was on the other side of the field. And I looked over and there is this hulking man of a man of a child. Like <laughs> and he took the ball. And he ran through the entire team and ripped like a, a top, top cheddar for any of you lacrosse guys out there. And I went, who is this? <laughs> and like, someone's like, that's Sam Hubbard. He's going to Notre Dame. I'm like, oh my God. He was until Ohio State got a hold of him. Ohio State got a hold of him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State got a hold of him. And he, he wasn't a defensive lineman right away. I read, apparently yeah. he was a safety. So, yeah. Luana Rumo being able to recognize. Okay, we have a guy that's not only super athletic off the edge, but he can drop back in the coverage. That's all him noticing talent and, and looking mm-hmm. at him and being like, "Yeah, we can do this." And, and I trust Luana Rumo with drafting talent too. I, I think I think he's got a good mind and a good uh, you know thought when it comes to recruiting. I think that's where offensive line 
needs to get better at. Obviously, the Bengals drafting offensive linemen has been terrible. I mean, oh, that, that's been, been the bad. one thing that they, they have completely whiffed on. And whiff, whiff yeah, man. and, and whiff. let's let's be honest. Like, if if they and I'm not saying this would have fixed it, but it would have helped. If they would have signed Zeitler last year at guard and had him next to Reef, it could have made a difference. What they needed, what where they messed up is they needed Jackson Harmon to be a plug-and-play right guard for him, and he never was. And I'm not saying he never will be. He still could be. He mm. just got to develop. And that's that's the one whiff that they had on this offseason. But then I keep going back, and they didn't trade back. Then we don't get Evan McPherson. So, you know, that's where I'm like, you could have signed Zyler. You didn't. I don't know. But yeah. that's where I think this year they're all in, and they're going to go. They're not going to mess around, there, and they're going to fix it. But one thing I want to ask you, Josh, what's your thoughts on – because a lot of um, – People are giving the Bengals scouting department a lot of credit for what they did do. And for years, the Bengals scouting department has been under fire for not having enough people. The coaches have to do all this stuff. Now, this year, since we had the season just ended, you know, a week ago, mm-hmm. they're gonna have the coaches aren't gonna have as much time as they normally do because you know, the last couple of years they went to the senior bowl and also they were still playing. Sure. Right. So how much do you think that's gonna affect the scouting? Because I know that the scouting department's still been doing their job. Mm-hmm. But the coaches are just now starting to be able to dive into it. How much do you think that's going to affect uh, the scouting department this year? I think the fact of the matter is that of the work ethic of this coaching staff that we've seen this year and of Zach Taylor and of, of the basically the coaching staff around him, I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop-off. They still – I mean, they know. They, they see all the projections. Now, being able to see guys a little face-to-face less and less is definitely not in their favor. But I, I will say I, I don't think I'm going to – Use that as an excuse for them. I think this coach is smart enough. I think that they've been here before. They they know how to do this. And uh, mm-hmm. again, that I go back to that story of, of of Zach Taylor will sometimes stay in the facility till like one in the morning and then mm-hmm. leave and then come back at seven in the morning. Like mm-hmm. he's there. He is working. That's again. That's why I keep being like, yeah, this extension is huge for the Bengals to have that continuity to have that guy because if if the players see their leader, their coach, putting in this time, this work for them to have success. They're mm-hmm. going to do the same thing in return. So yeah, exactly. I don't, so long, long answer to your question. I'd say I don't. I don't think it's going to affect them that much. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is working out. But I'm already hearing that their free agent trades are, or not free agent trade, but just trades and you know free agent moves are already getting talked and mm-hmm. the floating around mm-hmm. there. I saw a little bit with the Colts and. Uh, Quentin Nelson, which would mm-hmm. be a massive help to the offensive line if we can snag Quentin Nelson from the Colts. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, 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 I that's the thing too. That's thing too, Josh. Is, is yeah, the coaching staff had, had to continue coaching the team, but the scouts they all went to the Senior Bowl. They were mm-hmm. all there, so they've already been you know doing their same job as they have been. And how cool is it that we're actually talking about trades for the Bengals, and we actually believe it, it, it's possibility that it can happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. How cool, how cool is that for once? <laughs> it's 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 like wow, we're actually gonna trade. We're actually gonna be aggressive. Oh my goodness! Now what like, what is, is what is the, the rumor you've heard? I've heard it's Nelson, but I haven't heard what they want. I, I don't I don't know that the whole thing. The myself. most cre- the most credible rumor that I've heard so far is Quentin Nelson. I saw a good amount going for draft picks. Uh, the Colts the Colts are in a really odd spot. It mm-hmm. feels like it feels like that they're. They don't quite know what to do with Carson Wentz. They don't I heard know they might release him, which is 
I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And if they re- release him, that wouldn't be great for Desmond Ritter. But, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I think the Colts are trying to if, – if they are trying to release him, I think they're trying to, to tear down and, and rebuild. Right. Uh, and if they do that, then I think we can offer them a good amount of draft picks. For well, I, I would give them – That would be a great – it would be a great pick. I would give him 31 for Nelson right now. I'd, I'd, I'd do it right now. I would, too. I, I would, I would too. I would give them 31 for, for Quentin Nelson and then – Maybe make some moves later. Maybe pick up another second round or a third round pick. Maybe even though that's, that's probably not that's going to be pretty hard to do. But I'd say I'd say that that'd be that'd be a strong move. I, I would go with that. And uh, yeah, so you know, a lot of lot of moves there are, are to be made. All right, so Jeff, let, let's keep going with the superlatives here. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask you who do you think is the MVP this year? But I, I think we're both gonna say Joey B. So I'm going to take Joe Burrow out. You're right. not allowed to pick Joe Burrow. Now, if, if were you going to pick Joe Burrow if I said MVP? Uh, why? You would say you would say I would say yes automatically, but I, I keep going back to the defense, man. Mm-hmm. And, and the defense mm-hmm. was was the reason that we got here. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, who is the who is the MVP off the defense? You got Trey Hendrickson, who had a good year. He had Chibe Wuzia had a good year. Logan Wilson, who I think would have been all pro if he didn't get hurt. Yep. So it's hard to to pick one guy, to be honest. You know, yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, he had an outstanding year. If we don't have one rookie of the year, we don't have him. I don't think you know we 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 go here either. Mm-hmm. So, so and Joe Burrow, Jackpot had had a really good year, but he, he got to a slow start. He started balling out toward the end. So I wouldn't necessarily pick Joe Burrow, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably meet, lean more toward a defensive guy or or Jamar Chase if I had to pick one guy. Um, it'd probably be – now I'm talking it out here. It'd probably be Jamar Chase just because of yeah. the year he had and the impact he had. And defense, it's just hard to pick one guy on defense. Sure. That was the, that was the, the, the MVP because there's so he, many guys that yeah. played great. Yeah, right. And they, they more or less played on a cohesive unit. That was the, that was the biggest thing was – how cohesive they played. When you look at the word, you know, valuable, and that's what I like to go back to is the word valuable. But Joe Burrow means to this franchise and means to this team is something that I think gets taken for granted. I mean, it's not only his on-field play, it's his off-field, you know, ability and it's his off-field ability to, you know, rally the locker room, get people, get guys to believe in him, get a city to believe in him. So I, I got to go – I mean, if again, I, I would probably go Joe Burrow just for all of that. And, and you know, here's something that I know you're not a big fan of Colin Cowhead, but uh, I like to I like to continually go back to Colin Cowher's, you know, his, I, I don't his mind rant. Him. I don't you know, mind he him. picked Joe Burrow to be the MVP of the year. Well, he, he also he also didn't he also picked Matt Ryan over over Joe Burrow when we drafted him. So that's right. That's the problem I have with him when he goes back on stuff. But I don't yeah, know. but hindsight, yeah, but hindsight twenty twenty, we can all we can all kind of say that we there's a lot of I, I mean hind, I would have taken hindsight twenty twenty hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> Lou Anaruma wouldn't be here if it was up to True. you and I. Oh yeah, that that is that is definitely I, I would have gotten rid of Armadillo for sure. Hey, I, speaking I was, which, speaking of which, how hilarious is it that the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, hired Terrell Austin to? be their defensive coordinator <laughs> that is so funny for those of you that don't remember he was here um for the 2 and 14 season and he was fired i believe halfway through the year yeah. he was terrible yeah. awful yeah. man they're bad good luck good luck squealers i hope you guys have suck fun with that, come you know i hope you have fun with that you know yeah 
All right, so so there's MVP. Who's the most disappointing this year? Most disappointing. Oh, it's got to be uh, 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 the cornerback, not Trey Henderson. Trey, um, Trey Waynes Trey for me. Uh, All right, Tate. Well, okay, Trey Waynes didn't didn't. Play. <laughs> I'm talking about a guy that that they actually played? played significant minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then I would have to say Jackson Carmen. Um, Jackson Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, because because for what we needed him to be. He wasn't. There were times he was, but he wasn't consistent enough. That that to me was the, and I'm not I'm not calling it a miss because I, I still believe he's going to be good. It, just, you need just, like, yes. I was just no, I was just going to say, in my personal opinion, you need two or three years to to right. call a guy a miss. But for where they drafted him and what they needed him to do, he was he was a miss for this year, and that was the most disappointing thing because if he could have been the plug and play right guard, this offensive line could have been a, a lot better. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, most disappointing, I'm going to go actually defensive side of the ball. And now I am, for this one, I am excluding the postseason. I'm okay. excluding the postseason. I'm going to go with Jesse Bates. I, I I thought that he would be much better through the regular season, especially on a contract year, especially a guy that was touted as the most elite safety in the league and was great at PFF farther be- far better than anybody else on a, on a defense that was not good in 2020. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and, you know, he really only had – an average year, average year. Postseason, he picked it up and did oh. play like he did play like it, right? But I mean, we we did we could have used them used that elite play a lot through the regular season, and we didn't we just didn't see it, right? So I got a question for you. So where where does that leave Jesse Bates as far as the contract goes? To, to, I'll give you, give you mine real quick. I don't. He's not Jamal Anderson. He's not the top, but I I still think he's going to probably get like a. They're probably going to tag him and hopefully sign him. Have to attack yeah. him. I think you're looking at 13, 14 million a year for him. I, I, at least he's not going to get the 18 or 20 that Jamal Anderson has, but uh, what's your thoughts? So that that's going to be tough. I, I went, I've gone back and forth on that quite a bit because of, you know, regular season to postseason. regular mm-hmm. season, he did not play like a top 10 right. safety. And then postseason, he's play he's playing like he's the number one or number two <laughs> and he's not number two. Right. Um. So that, that leaves that contract up for debate. I do not want to franchise tag him. I want to sign him. I want to show uh, everybody else around the league that when you do play good and you give us years and you you ball out, we take mm-hmm. care of you. I yeah, like I'm not that. saying I want to like franchise that. him. I, I, I want to sign him. I just have a feeling that that's what's going to happen. And it's not a it's not a bad thing, but it, it keeps them from going anywhere. And they can they can hopefully sign him before the season starts is what I'm what I could see happening. But mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, right. I think at the end of the day, I don't want to. I don't want to do something that's going to disrespect Jesse Bates because he has given a lot to the Bengals organization, and, and he he is a part of the future. But and if you tag him, if you tag him, you are going to create a little bit of animosity that he's probably thinking in his mind. Okay, I wasn't good enough to grab another contract, or I wasn't good enough to get extended, or well, and that well, that and that's the thing. I don't want to do that. No, no, I understand, but you, but you kind of got to go back on Jesse. I mean, they 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 told him to prove it. And let's, let's be honest, he, he didn't, he didn't, you know, he did in the playoffs. I, I throw my hand, and I'm not saying anything about bad, bad about Jesse. I I give him all the money in the world if I could, but you know, it's not my money, no. <laughs> but you know, let's be honest. Like you said, in the third season, he wasn't the best safety in the league yeah. playoffs. He was, and I do think that contract had a lot to do with it. Why he didn't play as good. So unfortunately they are going to use that against him. That's why I don't think he's going to get, the high money, but I mean, dude, it's still gonna be 13, 14 million dollars. It's not like he's gonna be in a poorhouse. <laughs> no, yeah. I think we should make him at least at least top 
four, five. Oh, he's top five. No, he's top five. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he's top five. I just don't think he's top one or two. I think think he's talented enough to be there. I don't think he has proven it on a consistent basis yet. Because let's be honest, he hasn't made an all-pro. And last year, not 2020, he should have. 2020, he got screwed. He should have been an Mm all-pro then. This year, I, I... he didn't play good enough to do it, but 2020, he got screwed. He should have been an all pro then. So agreed. Yeah. So I, I do hopefully that, hopefully that contract does get uh, done and taken care of from what it sounds like. It sounds like that they are already in the works and it sounds like they're already getting moving on a contract. So hopefully, hopefully we'll find out within the next coming weeks, hopefully before the MLB lockout. Is, uh, <laughs> we'll Who knows when that's ever going to end. <laughs> How bad. And now I want to now Now I'm on baseball and I got to talk MLB. <laughs> And and Jeff, I, I really hate to tell you this, but the magic of loving the Reds is completely left me. Like, oh, uh, it, it's it's uh, and it feels yeah. like it feels like it, it's around the country, especially with how great of an NFL season it was. It really was. There was a lot of oh. great plays. the The talent that I've seen in the NFL this year is better than any other talent I've seen in my entire life because i've seen some bad nfl years this has got to be one of the most talented years i've ever seen oh absolutely everybody had a shot and that, that's what that and that's all you want that's i kind of said this on my show earlier tonight what you want is you want to go into the season as a fan saying you have hope that you 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 have a chance to make the playoffs or or contend or compete and as a reds fan i'm going whenever they play the season I still think we're going to be a, a fairly decent team, even if they don't do anything. Which I don't think they're going to do anything. We got, we, got, we, we got a pitching staff. We got a good. We got a good starting pitching staff. Our bullpen still sucks. Our offense is going to be good. We're going to be an okay team. I'm we're not going to be a playoff losses. team or anything like that. We're not going to be a hundred loss team. We're, I'm looking at a hundred losses. Yeah. No, our, our pitching staff is going to be. You still got Sonny Gray. You still got Luis Castillo. You still got two good. Of yeah, but they might. Staff. Yeah, but you probably you might be looking at. I mean, before the before the lockout happened, we were hearing they're going to deal them off. Which which well, they're going to trade. They're talking about trading Sonny Gray is the only one I heard. And you still get then you got Hunter Green and you got Nick Lodolo. I still think our pitching staff is going to be okay. I, again, again, we're not going to be a playoff team or anything. But my point is, the point point the B. point is, we, you know, like you said, we don't have hope. It's like, and that's what I no I, I try. I wish Bob Castle would. I'm sure he's watching. But, yeah, right. That's the that's the one viewer I have right now. I got I'm one sure. viewer. It's Bob Castellini. He 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 logs well, in every week. I'm sure he is. But that's the thing. It's like if you look what this house, this city is on fire for the Bengals. They sold out season tickets. They're sold out. Sold all, all, out. Sold out. Man, and what did the Bengals do? They spent money. They got a they got a team. What happened in 2020? Now I know we had the pandemic, but I guarantee you, for the money that Bob Castellini spent in 2020, if we had a regular season. There have been a lot of game, a lot of people at those games, yeah. but you know, I'm sorry. There was a pandemic, crap happened. Yada yada yeah. I, I, I'm so tired of hearing that they don't have any money because that's bull crap. If no, it, and even in 2020, it is. no yeah. major league baseball team finished in the red. They have money. They mm-hmm. might not have as money the, as much as the Yankees, but you go and spend out spend as much money as you did in 2020, and then you turn around two days later, two years later, and say, "Hey, we don't have any money." Bull yep. bleep. Right. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Real quick, and then let's get back to, to some more talk yeah. here. Uh, again, the, the one viewer, Crip Keeper, love the love Crip Keeper. He's a he's What's a up, Crip? Uh, if you are watching on Twitter, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But if you would like to get involved with the conversation, comment, talk with us, ask questions, engage, uh, go over to my YouTube channel uh, at Back Row Cincinnati Bengals Show, and uh, you can comment and do that. And 
send some uh, send some money over here. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But no, send money to me. Uh, I need yeah. To okay. Guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So somebody, somebody, I was on Ice's uh, Ice Man's show. Somebody sent me money to go buy alcohol, and Ice Man, I still have yet to see that money. That that went right to <laughs> went right to Ice's <laughs> bank account, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were supposed yeah. to go get us go get us some smearing off. You you like you like those uh those those seltzers. Okay, so, uh, okay. I like I like the I, I like smearing off ices, but those aren't seltzers. No, I, <laughs> I don't like. To, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I tried. Um, I went to Heritage Bank this weekend. I was at a concert, and uh, I, I it's still a piece of shit. I, I it's still a god man. I just I hate it because. Because Great American's gorgeous, the banks are gorgeous. Paul Brown could use some work, but he definitely got better this year. And the Heritage Bank just sucks. It, it was, just it was built in 1970. It was built before you and I were even born. So yeah, I I know, <laughs> I know, but it's just well, like what, God, what? They don't do have something it. to it. Renovate it. Do something. Who? I, I think it's the only thing they had there is the Cyclones. If we had like an NBA team or a but NHL you got team, a con- maybe. But it's a concert. But it's a venue. It's it's a it's a classic venue. It used to be Riverfront Coliseum. It's like mm-hmm. they was where the, it's the site of one of the one of the biggest concert tragedies in history, which is horrible. Yeah, the who? Which is yep. kind of cool. The band that played there, Ghost, phenomenal. If you get the chance, go see them. Go watch them. Um, but they did pay tribute to the eleven there, so that mm-hmm. that was pretty mm-hmm. cool that they were mm-hmm. that they did that. But it's just God. It's just like I want to. I want a really good arena, like a, an arena so badly on the banks and they just got it just sucks but anyway um only way that's gonna happen is if taxpayers pay for it and i don't think we're gonna we're, not, i think yeah, we're willing not. to pay for probably willing to pay for uh, upgrade uh paul brown now but i don't think they're gonna upgrade the arena. i'll give it because i'll is, give it one more year i'll give we don't it one have more year yeah we don't there. there's if there was like i said if there's a professional team there which there is cyclones but they're not an nhl team no, no. I mean, they're 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 a hey, you want to get hey, the Cyclones are playing. You want to which Cyclones play. are awesome. So if you're, I love it. Go, go no, watch them I, play. I love I love the Cyclones. I I always will. I did get blocked from their Twitter for about a year, but I'm back on their Twitter now. <laughs> what like, did you do? Get because they changed their logo from the 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 classic like Cyclone yeah. dude. You like, like a new they, one? And they change it to a C. I'm like yeah. everybody else here does that. Why? <laughs> Be like the the logo is so cool. It's, yeah. But, their yeah, colors nobody, were cool too. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Nobody. I like the new uniforms. They had a logo. It's okay. I'm getting used to the logo now. Oh, uh, Crip Keeper is a is a fellow Ghost BC. He's a fellow ch- child of Papa Emeritus. That's what I'm freaking talking about. Uh, but anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. So Ghost, great. Um, back to baseball. Really I'm, I'm sounding like too old here. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man. Oh yeah. The Volbeat Ghost Twin Temple. You know any of them? Nope. No, nothing at all. Nothing. At I'm, all. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a '90s kid. Uh, you're 90. Okay. All right. Oh, high school, well, high school to, to 20 year, 20 year old. That, that's my, uh, my music is honestly from about late eighties, uh, till about the late nineties. That's my wheelhouse of music. So you got, you got run DMC, you got yes, Fresh sir. Prince of Bel-Air, then you got Nirvana, you got Guns N' Roses, you know, you, you got, uh, Kumo D, you know, Vanilla Ice, you know, I, I like, I like all that stuff. It's so, okay. All right. And this is, by the way, this is off season talk right here, but, yes. uh, if you had to go to one concert, uh, if you had to go to one concert in Cincinnati, you get to pick the venue and you get to pick the band. Where you go? What is it? Oh, Diesel. Um, well, venue be Riverbend. Uh, that's easy. Uh, probably, 
Pearl Jam because I've never seen them. Ooh, that'd be Pearl Jam. A, that would yeah. be an awesome concert. Yeah, I'm, be- a, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. So like I said, like, like the pe- people always ask me, like, well, do you like country? Do you like this? Do you like rap? Yeah. Do you like rock? I like everything. I even like country music, so I, I like all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah, see, I think Pearl Jam would be the one I like. See, but the problem with Riverbend is that there's not really a space to mosh, and that's why I want I want I'm too Heritage old mosh. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, Josh. I'm too old. I'd hurt myself. I know, but I want <laughs> I want to watch I want to watch the mosh. Like, okay, I'm why going you to do that out in the out in the, in the uh, the grassy area, you can do it out there. That's true. We, we I was at the Rob Zombie concert when he played there. There was a little bit of moshing, but it's hard. Like your ankles get stuck because it's it's elevated. Yeah. 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 But anyway, back to the Reds. Back to the Reds. <laughs> how much? I'm not, how many fans do you think the MLB has just lost over this whole? Oh, a lot. Uh, I, 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 that, Who that, cares that, anymore? Yeah, that's what they're. That's what they don't get about. That's why they don't. They can't get out of their own way, dude. Mm-hmm. And they they've met, 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 and accomplished. A little bit, but very, very little. And I just don't get it. All you have to do is look at football. I hate to keep saying that, but that's why football is so popular. Every year, your team, you think your team has a shot. Mm-hmm. And and yes, they don't have the labor disagreements like baseball does because football players really can't afford to miss games. So yeah. that's, you know, that goes yeah. into the owner's, you know, uh, advantage. And the players mm-hmm. only got, you know, certain years to play. So that's one of the reasons you don't have the lockouts that you do in baseball. But baseball needs to get their head out of their ass and get going because, you know, football is taking over. I mean, we got the USFL is going to start here in April. (laughs) Yeah, right. Eventually, one of these springtime football leagues is really going to take off. It's going to hurt baseball. I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm getting ready for USFL and – you know, I, I, FC Cincinnati. While they are trash, like they're they're still a brand new team, and you know who who yeah. knows who knows who knows what how they're going to be. And maybe I I'll mean, make it to a game like, this year. Yeah, I am telling you this though. I, I say if Cincinnati was to get a new team, like a new sport, I would say indoor lacrosse would be would kill at Heritage Bank. It's so much fun. High act, a lot of high flying, high action. I'm telling you, that might save that might save Heritage Bank, but we need to get one. And I'm telling you, I think Cincinnati would fall in love with it. I do. You never it's know. It's kind of like I'll, a Cyclones thing. I watch. Like I watch it on TV. It's, it's not bad. I watch it. Watch right. it before. It, there's fights. I mean, there's fights. It's got a lot like hockey. Uh, okay, that's, just, that's what that drives me nuts about about hockey fans in Cincinnati. Like, and I like. And I'll preface this. My son, you're talking hockey. one right here. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. He, he just like you played hockey all all the way. Say, I'm gonna pop on the Jackets game as soon as we get done here. But yeah. yeah so, sorry. Go ahead. But what they drives me nuts is everybody's like, oh, we're coming here to see the fights. I'm like, you do realize the fight is part of the game. That's not the whole reason you watch a damn hockey game is to watch people fight. And there's yeah. more skill involved in hockey than just two idiots punching each other in the face. Mm-hmm, you know, that, right. and, and we went to the game Sunday, and, and this one kid, I mean, they're they're he's, they're skating up the ice and they, they're rubbing, you know, rubbing them off the off the puck. You know what I mean by that. And there's hey, one kid in the hey, background. Hey, yo, ice man. And there's one kid in the background goes, just punch him in the face. I'm like, that's not freaking hockey. You don't just – that's a penalty. Anyway, that's that's one of my pet peeves when I go to Cyclones games, the people who don't understand hockey. And I'm sounding like a, an elitist here. And, but, I, but you know, I watch hockey for long enough, so I know, like, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, here's the thing. I And usually I'm like I'm like right into hockey after the NFL season. I had to take a break. I'm just like, God, like I that was – that was – I loved every minute of it, but God, that was a grind of a season. Yeah, well, for, I, I gotta like, start getting into something. Like, I, I start watching the Blue Jackets again. And apparently, the Cavaliers are, are doing pretty good too. So I kind of like yeah. the Cavs. I know NBA. I have a hard time getting to the NBA too, but if the well, Cavs do good, I'll watch them. 
it's more or less I don't want anything good to happen to Cleveland. Like I, I did not I did not want the Cavs to win the the finals when they did. I don't I didn't want the well, Indians reason, to I, win. I got into because that's the games we get to watch here. It's it's on uh, well, what was Fox that's Sports Mile. That, that's the reason I got into them. I mean, Pacers, honestly, man, the pa- pa- honestly, Pacers. Pacers are closer, but the NBA won't let them play play in our region. We, we, our region is supposed to be Ohio and, and Cleveland, so that's that's one of the reasons I've gotten to the Cavaliers. Ridiculous, man. Anyway, so I, it's uh, some great some great. Off-season talk right here. Trip Keeper says he watches NASCAR for the record. I don't get. I don't get NASCAR. I like, and I'm not. And I'm not saying the love for it because I mean you love what you love. It's right, just right. what you're into. I mean, yeah. I paint him. I, I can't. I painted my nails, spiked my hair, and put eyeliner in on Saturday. <laughs> so it's, I can't judge anybody for their loves. But but. I don't get like I don't get the scoring. I, I try. I, I really try. I Dude, don't get it. I went when when Kentucky Speedway had a NASCAR race. I got free tickets and went down a couple years ago. And every time I would figure out who was in first place, like oh it's that guy. Okay, then it'd be somebody else. I'm like what? I couldn't follow that. Now, if you want to go party? NASCAR is a great place to go party. Yes, party. Sir. I had an yes, absolute sir. blast. But to watch the race. I could have cared less because I had could never follow it. I'm like, I don't even know who's in first place. Guys go in circles, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. But if you want to go party and have some fun, go to a NASCAR race. That that it's a lot of fun. There, it's kind of like one big tailgate. They need to do professional demolition derby. Then I'll go and watch <laughs> professional demolition derby. Would be awesome. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the burnout video games. <laughs> I said, do you do you, do you play video games or uh, or, or dive into that? Nah, hey, no, you don't seem deal. like it. No, nah, I, we had Atari, and I'd rather go outside and play. Go outside and play. Now, my, right. my son, I, he likes it. I'll, I'll sometimes play Madden with him, and he kicks my ass, so it's not that much fun because <laughs> I don't play enough to get any good at it. So there you go. I'm not a very good loser either. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. What is your, what is your best, what is your best, uh, like backyard game? Like, what are you the best? Cornhole. Your corn, your cornhole guy. Oh yeah, especially now, I'll do. I'll, I'll crush you in cornhole. I know you will. I'm terrible. By the way, it. for everybody who's listening, Cornhole started on the west side of Cincinnati. Just, just to clarify, that's where it started. Just Hell yeah! Right now. Hell yeah! That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. I, I'm still going beer pong. I, beer pong. I can lo- once I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm I'm okay at beer pong. I'm, I'm better at cornhole. I play it more. So, or you know, what? actually, I take that back. I'm a flip cup flip cup guy. <laughs> I, cup, I, I can go. knock down some flip cup, man. No, I, I we we played that uh, on our vacation a couple years ago with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. I, I crushed them. My bro, my bro hates losing to me. It was great. The only, only problem is, is like every once in a while you'll pour up too fat, like too much, and you're just like, "Oh my god, I forgot this is like our eighth round." Right. Exactly. Like, oh god, bomb <laughs> it, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, not good, not good, man. So, I do you have do you have anything else for me, my guy? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, no, not really. I'm I'm kind of just biding my time. We got the uh, combine coming up next week. Uh, March fifteenth is free agents. So I'm just kind of biding my time, waiting for all this to happen, and checking Twitter, I, find out for rumors, and I miss you, all Jeff. that good stuff. I, I miss you. I miss seeing you on Saturday, oh, on Sundays, oh, excuse, me. and sometimes oh, Saturdays. I, I miss yeah. it. I, I, well, miss, yeah, I we, miss it all. We got to pay a little bit more for our season tickets now. They went up this year. They did. They went from fit. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking to still try to find a way to get season tickets, even though they, I'm pretty sure they sold out, uh, they went from fifty dollars a seat to sixty two dollars a seat. It was the last. Time. Yeah, my, yeah, mine went up. That was ours. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah, mine went up a hundred bucks a seat. Yeah. So, speaking of which, speaking of which, if you are above the age of eighteen and you are a big fan of the Bengals and don't really know how to find a way to uh, get into the games, you know it's a great way to get into the games and get paid for it. 
join the stripe squad i had an absolute blast this year with it we're gonna get our uh our, our captain brad on here i think i'm gonna have him on thursday hopefully i can get him on uh but my goodness he was it was so it was so fun and it was an absolute blast uh i got to go to the games and i got to i got to meet a lot of great people and before the games we went out to tailgates and, and got everybody excited and we, we i was able to watch pretty much the entire game except for maybe a couple parts here and there because i had to go do some stuff but it, it are you gonna do blast. it again th- this next year if they do it again i'm 100 percent doing it again cool. without a, without without question so i'll be there it'll be it'll be a lot of fun so anyway jeff i mean that's pretty much all i got for uh for a good tuesday with 47 minutes today dude Not you like bad. to talk a lot i mean geez i barely said anything. do I think, man, that's that's why I do it. It's why I do it. Everybody says I talk too much, so I might as well start talking yeah, you myself. Do. Oh, might as well record it. Hey, <laughs> yep, oh, yep. hey, you keep coming on here, man. So I'm doing something right. Uh, and you keep having me on your place. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, y'all. This has been the back row Cincinnati Bengals show, all brought to you by fansided.com. I am your host, Josh Miller. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following me through the year. Um, and, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Absolutely. You can find me pretty much anywhere you get, uh, your podcast. Uh, it's sports with strawberry ice on B pod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher play pretty much like I said, wherever you get your podcast. I also do a, a YouTube channel. It's again, sports with strawberry ice. Make sure you go there. Give me a subscribe, hit the uh, bell for the notification. I go live every day, Monday through Friday. People say I'm nuts because I go every single day. But that's how much I love sports and I love my Bengals. I 90% talk about the Bengals. Um, so if you guys want some inside information or whatever, I not, don't come to me, but I have guys that are coming on. Like tomorrow I got James Rapine coming on from uh, Locked on Bengals. So he'll be in there. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it under sports with strawberries. I'm also on TikTok. Hey, I'm an old guy on TikTok. It's uh, let's see, old what is guy. it? Iceman ninety on TikTok. I think Ice that's Man. everything. That's pretty much it, guys. It's been a it's been a hell of a year. I've had an absolute blast. This is the best my podcasting career has ever done in a year, and it's all thanks to guys like you, Jeff. It's all thanks to guys in the Bengals community. It's oh, well, people in the Bengals community, and uh, it's just been great shows all around. Orange Arrow's got a great show. Tigers Talk's a great show. Jeff, you got a great show. Uh, Bengals Jim's got a great show. There's plenty of content to go around, and we're going to keep going through the offseason. So let's have a great offseason. Let's get through it. Jeff, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Who day, brother? Who day, brother? I'll see you all later. Peace.